Hello and welcome. I'm Heidi Albertieri from the Lifestyle Edit. Thank you for joining us for another Rosé Friday where we take the afternoon off to have creative conversations over a cheeky glass of rosé. So go grab your rosé while I introduce you to today's wonderful guest. Hello everyone. I'm Heidi from the Lifestyle Edit. Thank you so much for joining us. Whether you are listening via our new podcast on Spotify or you're tuning in live here on Instagram, we welcome you for Rosé Friday, where we take the afternoon off to have creative conversations over a cheeky glass of rosé. Thank God it's Friday, guys. That's all I can say. It has been another big week in lockdown in New South Wales, Australia. Um, It has taken its toll on us this week. So today we are gladly brought to you by our favourite friends at Turner's Crossing Wine um, and they are still offering uh, 15% off using the code LOCKDOWNLOVE. So if you go to turnerscrossing.com.au, you will be able to use the code LOCKDOWNLOVE for 15% off all your wines on their website. So please join in for that. Um, It's such a great bargain. The prices are already amazing. But let me introduce you to today's guest. Grab your rosé, everybody, because I think everyone's earned it this week. Um, School holidays are on and it's time to sort of hopefully take a little bit of a backseat if you've got kids and you've been homeschooling. So today we have got, here we go, we've got our special guest, Lisa, from Trader Trove. Now, Trader Trove is in the Gold Coast again. We're up in the coast again. They're a family-run business. They do handmade, worldly wares. They've got a beautiful uh, selection of handmade, natural products. They've got lots of rattan, lots lots of Moroccan um, homewares, Turkish rugs, cactus silk, mud cloths, um, those mud cloth cushions. They've got so many beautiful homewares. And we're today about her beautiful business, and um, it seems to be a perfect fit for the coastal lifestyle of the Gold Coast. Here she is. (laughs) (laughs) Too hard, was it? No, that was easy. Hello. (laughs) Hi. Thank you so much for joining us. Happy Friday. Yes, happy Friday. You have got a rosé in hand because it is, um, I was just saying, it's been such a big week for us, so well-deserved rosé. Cheers. Yes, cheers. Oh my god, that's so good. Okay. <laughs> so just intro, you're in the Gold Coast. You've got some beautiful drapes behind you. Nice. Yes. How nice are they? So the name of the game is okay, tradertrove.com.au everybody, and follow Lisa on Trader Trove on Instagram. Beautiful, inspirational, um, amazing products and things. So we're gonna get into it. We've got 20 questions we'll see how we go and um it's easy not not anything you're not going to know so um if anyone has any questions feel free to type them in as we go but um let's tell everybody a little bit about you what is trader trove and how did it come to be yeah so um I am one of the directors at Trader Trove. Um, I run the business alongside my husband so we're a family-run business I often include my kids in my designs as well. So they have helped a lot in some of our designs, which was really fun to work with them. I started my first collection in 2019 with Trader Trove, which was originally founded 
on um, a community space that was inviting inspiration and creativity, um, a place where anyone could come in and feel at home and have a great yeah. conversation. And it's just evolved into this beautiful heart-centered space where we work with artisans around the globe. We create our own designed furniture as well as bring in brands that are like-minded with similar values, trying yeah. to stay with that sustainability and eco-friendly vibe. Yeah. Awesome. I've seen that. I haven't been to the Gold Coast because I'm, you know, not allowed to go anywhere from New South Wales at the moment. But uh, the store looks amazing. I've seen photos of it and it looks enormous. What's the best thing about having such a big, amazing space to have all your wares in? I think the space itself has a real soul and spirit. Everyone that comes into the store, as soon as they walk through the doors, it's the same um, comparison like wow I just have this feeling it's so beautiful it's so nice and I think that's the core of our mission as well to create a home with heart and that's yeah. what our store does as well it's a really inspiring heart-centered friendly atmosphere yeah oh, lovely. and I guess you know there's obviously benefits to an online store but you can't get that feeling from from an online store right so it's so nice that people can go to a store and have that much choice yeah, and I think especially with homewares and home decor, people like to feel it and touch it and sit in it and, like, does this feel comfy? Is it too soft, too hard? And I think that's really important if you're dealing with furniture and homewares. Yeah, agree, agree. Um, we just built a house in the south coast and it's all about exactly the same. It's all about the textures and how do things feel and how do they look and what does it feel like and all that. It's so important. Yeah, yeah and I think for me that's the best part for me I love what the feeling evokes like when you walk into your home like how do you want to feel and that helps yeah. with the selection of your items and yeah. especially the smell like for me the smell when you walk into a place <laughs> which yeah. is quite funny but yeah, yeah I like to walk into a space and you smell something and it takes you on a journey and yeah it all starts with the senses for me yeah same I'm with you 100% on that it's amazing I love <laughs> I got goosebumps talking about it because it's very much resonates with the way I style and do all my interiors as well. So that's nice. But um, let's talk about your artisans. You work with them from all over the world, different places. What's the trickiest issue you've had to deal with lately? How's that uh, all going? Yeah, I think definitely with COVID, obviously, and everyone closing their borders, last year especially was really hard. Um, our artisans still continue to work, but there was a lot of sickness. It was actually really nice to talk to real people in other countries to say, hey, what's going on over there? Is it yeah. like we're seeing on the news? Is that really happening? And yeah. same for them. And especially like our families. So the artisans that we work with, they're tiny little families. So we FaceTime each other. We send photos of our kids to each other. You know, we've got one family who has two little girls. They're similar ages to our family. We've got two little boys. So we're often sharing pictures and, you know, it's, it's such a beautiful relationship. It's more than a business. And yeah. last year, um, especially with the increase in homewares, because everyone was at <laughs> home and there was this huge boom of, oh, like, do I really like my style? Do I like this couch? I think I want to update. And there's so much renovations happening, which totally. was great for us. But at Christmas time, our showroom floor was basically empty because we couldn't get our containers over here. And it was a really 
disheartening time finding out we were booked on ships to arrive in Australia and the larger corporations could bribe their way on and bump our containers off. And we were like, what's going on? Like, you should have been on the ship on this date and it hasn't turned up. Like, so that was quite difficult, but it forced us to then start um, looking for different suppliers in Australia, which was yeah. beautiful. And just, it was a great opportunity to connect with smaller businesses and founders that are just starting out and emerging and invite them into our space and so you always have to look for the silver lining yeah right absolutely that's a really nice um, opportunity isn't it to, that you've seen not many people would see that so to to be able to witness that in your business and to actually i hate to work, use the the buzzword but pivot pivot in a, <laughs> in a direction that actually you know you might not have gone down before actually really really worthwhile um let's talk about obviously you've been influenced by tr travel at some time um either bali or morocco or turkey like is that is that did you go to bali or one day and go hey i'm going to open a shop for me um my background is in creative industry so i worked as a performing artist in my early 20s so i got to travel the world and I worked in India for a couple of months. I was there when the tsunami hit. So traveling wow. to a lot of places, I've always been so inspired by different cultures and communities. My uncle actually lives in Africa um, and he's married to an African woman and I've got um, cousins that are over there. So yeah, I've always been inspired. And I think for me, ever since I was a little girl, I've always not really understood how we could live in Australia and walk into a grocery store and buy whatever we want. And there's yeah. people in other countries that they don't have that luxury. And I just always feel like we have to do more. Like why aren't people giving more money to these countries so that they can eat? And it just, even now as an adult, I just still think, why is this still um, a problem? So yeah, I've yeah. always been inspired and intrigued by what happens overseas Oh, that's really nice. That's a nice backstory. I didn't know that. That's good. Um, with the items that you bring in, how do you, what's your process around what you choose to bring in and what you don't choose to, to bring in? How, what's that, explain that creative process for us. Yeah, so with the designs that I make personally, there's always a functionality first. So I remember the first um, collection I made, it was called New Moon and Sacred Heart. And yeah. the names, every name that I give my pieces all have um, a background and a meaning. So the New Moon Collection was all about renewing ourselves as a family and, you know, starting a new journey. And my boys are so into Lego and I just could not find out how to functionally have them look pretty <laughs> <laughs> and on display. There's Lego, just to me, it's not aesthetically pleasing. So... <laughs> Yeah, the first one of the first items I designed was this nice, beautiful, long bench that they could display them with a lot of room. It was quite wider than a normal console table. So, yeah, yeah functionality is definitely the number one. And yeah. then, yeah, there's always an, an intent behind it. Yeah. So And they have to look pretty. Yeah. Because <laughs> Lego is not easy to make it look pretty. <laughs> no, I'm with and you there's on. drawers. There was drawers yeah. so that I could clear it away. And it could yeah. still stay intact so they wouldn't be like, oh, the wing's fallen off, mum. Yeah. <laughs> so I yeah. could close it away. 
Yeah, very well done that. That's awful. I remember that, that time. Um, you run a family business with your husband. How does that work? And what's your role and what's his role? And how does that all, how's that dynamic play out for you? <laughs> yes, the dynamic has been quite interesting. It's been a bit of a learning curve, but, you know, you learn and grow every day together as, you know, a couple. And it's been inspiring and challenging at the same time. You know, we've both got our own skill sets. And for me, I like to say I do all the fun stuff and the inspiring, passionate stuff. My husband does all the boring stuff that I don't find very nice. But without that stuff, we wouldn't have a business. We'd be broke. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so he kind of really manages all the finances and the shipping and I'm a bit of a chaos entrepreneur where I'll walk into our strategy meetings and I'll have 10 new ideas like, we're going to do this, this, and this, and this, and why can't we do it now? And it's like, hold on, and grounds me. Yeah, so. Well, that's a nice yin-yang situation. Yeah. Yeah, as long as everybody knows their roles and everybody can walk their own line, then that's good. That keeps it kind of organised. So, um with so many products and you've got your online store, bricks and mortar store, and you're running Instagram and you've got inventory and all that sort of stuff. How do you keep up with everything? Do you outsource like, or do you do everything yourself? What, what advice? Yeah, can you so, um, so we only really started doing the e-commerce side of things at the end of last year. In, yeah. And again, because of COVID, it was the, it was the next stepping stone in our business to start scaling to the next level. Um, but because we have such a large inventory, it was very daunting. And where do we start? And it was just one step at a time and making mistakes and learning from the mistakes. And I think it's important to understand that we're always going to make mistakes and, yeah. you know, don't take it too, too hard. Just we learn and grow from those mistakes. And yet, um, we didn't start outsourcing until early this year, which was really good. I was hesitant to start outsourcing because you often hear when you keep things in house that it's much easier because everyone knows the products, everyone, you know, you don't have to reteach what's happening in your business. But I think when you start scaling, you need to be aware that you're going to grow quite fast. And it was important for us to then look for people who had the right skill sets that would take half the amount of time to complete a task, whereas in-house it would take, you know, double the time to get something done. So yeah. we've really only just started doing that in the last few months. Yeah, well, we see that all the time with businesses. We we often get, I'm, I'm thinking about working with an agency for the first time and I'm scared to hand it over. And, and sometimes that, you know, obviously it takes time for us to get to know businesses and brands, but also it can be really great for perspective because yeah. we often see things that, the other, you know, businesses don't see because they're so close to it as well. So I guess there's, you know, both of those things. So the key is to find people that you align with, right? Yeah, and then stepping back and seeing it from their perspective. And sometimes yeah. it's really great to have another set of eyes looking at everything that you're doing and giving you different ideas that you never would have thought about, which yeah. is really great. Yeah, and the fact that you're up, like, scaling up, which is, is amazing. Yes, <laughs> scary, but... <laughs> Everything's scary at the moment, so it doesn't really matter. <laughs> Someone yesterday, what what quote are you living by? And I was like, um, if if it's um, it'll be okay in the end, and if it's not okay, it's not the end. And it's like it just yes. that 
on repeat at the moment. If we're not, if it's not okay, we're not quite there yet. Just keep going, keep going, and keep going. Yes, so. I love mantras and living by quotes. I think I'm always such a big quote girl, and yeah. at the moment, mine is: "You work for a cause, not for the applause." And oh, I love that. It just keeps yeah. everything into perspective. Yeah, nice work. Oh, I love that one. So you say it again for everybody. So you work for a cause and not for the applause. Everyone write that on a post-it and stick it on your mirror. Yes. Okay. <laughs> um, this is the trend question. What item do you think that's coming through is like the next best big thing? I think um, in interiors we've seen a definite move away from angles and more into more rounded, especially in the kitchen cabinetry at the moment, and <laughs> texture. So I'm, including texture. Yeah, I've just done and, a round texture. Yeah, was <laughs> it the poles? Um, no, I've done, um, no, I've done um, beautiful Moroccan tiles. Oh, beautiful. And yeah. They, yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely rounded edges, which I love. I've never been someone for the angles because I like the flow and the chi. I'm all about energy moving in the home. Yeah. Um, and I also think the minimalist style and incorporating nature, now that everyone spent so much time at home, it's yeah. definitely we're seeing a lot of people wanting those neutral tones, the beiges, the whites, and then bringing in the greenery and the nature, which is quite reminiscent of the boho style that our store is all about. But yeah. I think we're modernising that style now, which you can always do with a bohemian style. Yeah, and it's really lovely, I think, to be able to mix those textures with more modern pieces as well. So because, you know, some of them, like our house is very modern, I would say, but it's very timeless um, because it's got, like you said, the softed edges and the textures and stuff and the rattans and the woods and the, you know, the branches just, they just blend in to make it like such a seamless, you know, flow. It's so lovely. Yeah, and I think um, product-wise we're definitely seeing more people wanting the um, rattan fold-out wall dividers and I think a lot of that has to do with we're trying to live functionally at home but also work, so... Um, yep. especially in smaller communities where they might be in a unit block and they don't have as much space as a house. So trying to have a work environment and a home environment where it doesn't blend. So, yeah, the rattan dividers have been quite popular. They're beautiful. And they're still airy and flowy as well, aren't they? You can, they yeah, don't it's, yeah. It's, yeah, more keeping that aesthetically pleasing feeling rather than, you know, having a stagnant wall put up in between. Beautiful. Oh, I love it. Um, what is your favourite thing about the business? My favourite thing about the business is finding young emerging artists. So I love finding people who are just starting out and especially artists. I find it's quite difficult when you're trying to come out on your own and trying mm. to find a buyer. And if you're, um, yeah, just emerging, I often will look for people like at the markets or um, last year I found one of my son's mum friends she had this beautiful indigenous artwork up and I just messaged her and said where is that from and yeah I came into contact with this lovely beautiful young woman who was just starting out her products are now on the block shop and I just like inviting them in and just really yeah. asking, what's your story? What, what's your inspiration? And, you know, tell me more. What, like, what's your design process? And then yeah. just letting them use the platform that I've got. And, 
you know, becoming known. And I love that. I feel like we have a service to always be giving back somehow. And that's my favorite part. That's really nice. And Instagram has made that a little bit easier as well, hasn't it? Like being able to probably wouldn't normally come in contact with. Yeah, definitely. And we often have um, people just commenting on some of our styles and saying, have you seen this artist? Have you seen this person or DMing us? And yeah, Instagram has definitely been an amazing communication tool in business and definitely something that everyone should be working on. But in saying that, we had our Instagram hacked last year and we were being blackmailed. And I remember at the time thinking, oh my God, this is it. We're done for. The business is over. And it was a real wake up call to, you know, we don't own Instagram. So as a business owner, what's your backup? How else are you going to mitigate that risk if all socials got taken down? So yeah, it was really like, ah, but also we need to have a plan. Yeah, good. And that's good advice is don't put all your eggs in one basket, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, we call it the splash at the Lifestyle Edit. We um, we talk about the splash in, you know, it's not just about Instagram. It's where are we splashing out the, the information about the Lifestyle Edit across all platforms and we make sure that it is equal. So if anything was to ever happen, then we, we're supported and we're okay. And you've got to have your systems in place. So how, yeah. how does a black situation happen? Like, has Oh, anyone- my gosh. Let us know in the comments. Yeah, thank God for my husband because he is quite good with technology um, and has a bit of a background in that area. And it honestly was a fluke that we got it back. It was basically staying up for 24 hours, nearly 48 hours, trying to get in contact with Instagram, which is impossible, and yeah. Facebook because they're connected and just yeah. not having anyone being able to tell us how to help the situation. And it just happened that at one moment, my husband could get in with a different password. He just kept trying over and over and over again. And as soon as that happened and we were being asked for money and if we didn't pay that money by X time the next day, that yeah. we were going to lose everything. Um, so yeah, now two-step authentication, which yeah. I think everyone needs to have backups. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah, don't have your eggs all in one basket. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, that's terrible. I've heard some terrible stories. Like, oh, my God. Um, okay, two-factor authentication, please. Everybody go and do it when you get off this call. Um, yes. When you're styling a home, I'm assuming you give advice a lot to people styling homes, yes? Yeah. Um, where is the place that you start? What is one of the first questions you would ask someone? Yeah, for me, I always start with a key signature furniture item So, and the functionality as well. If we're styling a lounge room, so what's the functionality of this lounge room? Is it for rest and conversation or is it to sit down and be watching a television? Um, and then from there, it would be a rug or a piece of art and drawing yeah. from colours that suit your personality. Um, my own home, I've designed each room with a colour in mind and... Um, trying to work out what it is I want from this room. Do I want this room to be peaceful and relaxing? Do I want this room to spark conversation? And then the colour choices for me come from that. So, for yeah. example, our kitchen, if you're wanting to spark conversation, you add bright parts of yellow, whether it's with utensils, um, yeah. and then always adding in a natural element, so something that's drawn from nature, if it's a real plant, because we obviously know the benefits of having plants indoors or 
a raw piece of driftwood that you might have collected from the beach and just always inviting meaning with the style of your home because otherwise you walk into a space and you can have a home or you can have a house and a yeah. house is just a building with things planted around whereas a home it has meaning it has connection and there's love yeah beautiful and so many layers isn't there that people like you you know they take on but they don't even know why they feel good in there <laughs> so, and it's just because you've done so much hard work like pulling all those things together um, like behind the scenes so that they, people get like you know that feeling so it's really lovely when people can have that themselves in their own spaces it's so lovely yeah. um what's your house like what style is your house um, my style's definitely evolved over time. I think I was actually reflecting back in my 20s. I handmade um, our TV cabinet and it was kind of looked like a birdhouse. And it was all bright blues and I had rocks from the beach that I had painted little quotes and sayings on and stuck it all around. And then, um, yeah, I've evolved into like the reds and the blacks. And yeah. at the moment, I'm very much a minimalist. Um, yeah. I remember reading and it really connected with my values of not over-consuming products and only allowing products into the home that resonate and there's purpose and meaning behind it and that yeah. you could tell a story with and just trying to save the environmental impact on just over-consuming things that we don't need. And I remember yeah. when we first moved into our home, um, I didn't want to have a couch straight away because I really wanted to feel the intent behind it and my husband and I were having a great laugh like how long did we live without a couch in our house just because I didn't want to buy any couch it had to like I had to vibe with the couch and there had to be a feeling and connection. <laughs> you know we, we stayed in this holiday house on the floor my husband and I slept on the floor in the lounge room on a blow-up mattress just so we <laughs> what the house was like for months before we even started renovating just because we wanted to see where the light came from and yeah. you know what it felt like and if we knocked this wall out what would that look like and what impact would that have and it's so important to get the get to know the bones of your house right yeah and I think that's really important like finding out where the lighting is like where you want to yeah. sit for your morning coffee are you going to get the morning sun in this position so what type of chair do you want to sit in here um and yeah, just finding out the story. And I think that's half the fun. Like, yeah. don't just walk into a space and plug things here and there. Like, just take time and have a journey and a story with your space. Yeah, we've got a lot of bowls at the, at the new house called, it's called Steak Casita. So at Casita, there's like every single size bowl that you can imagine because, you know, I like to eat my berries out of a certain size bowl, but I like to eat, you know, <laughs> my smoothie bowl out of a different bowl and then I like to eat my pasta out of another, another bowl. So there's like so many different types of bowls in this house. It's insane because of that reason. So I, yeah. I'm on that. <laughs> and I think that's important too. Like you need to stick with your personality and what yeah. lights you up. Yeah. yeah. We have red things and yellow things because one of my, our children loves yellow and one likes red. So it's trying to find that balance of how can I fit that color into their room? Yeah. So it still looks pleasing, but you know, yeah. they don't care. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they love it anyway. Um, what is um, one place that you would like to go when you can travel again? Oh, um, uh, as a family, we really want to go to Hawaii so that we could all surf together. Oh, nice. And 
the other place we really want to go to that we'd been planning to go to before COVID happened was to Paris because um, one of our sons, it was his goal to go to Paris once he finished chemotherapy. And oh. we just really wanted to get there. So, yeah, definitely Paris and Hawaii are both up there. Okay. <laughs> two extreme places. I know. But and that just tells you the personalities of our two kids. <laughs> yeah, right. Okay. That's interesting one to navigate. As long as you get a little break in there sometimes. Yeah. Okay. We're nearly at the end. What was the last product you took home from your shop? Oh, what was it? Was a chair. It was. Um, I really like delicate rattan weaving. That's quite intricate and close together. And yeah, yeah I took home a chair that had that beautiful weaving down the sides, and it had a soft pink um, cushion on it. Beautiful, nice. Yeah. Isn't it? Be able to take things home from your own shop that you love. Oh, it's dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you test the waters before you can sell it. I know, I'm always ringing my husband before he leaves the warehouse. Can you just put this in and this, this, and this? <laughs> awesome. Um, what um, would you be doing if you weren't at Trader Trove? Oh, if I wasn't at Trader Trove, um, I definitely would be working in um, charity work. So yeah. before Trader Trove, I was actually running my own not-for-profit charity where I would hold events and raise money for individuals in the community that really needed help and support and donating that money. So, yeah, if it wasn't at Trader Trove, it would be something to do with helping and serving people. Oh, that's nice. That's so good. Well, that's it. That's the end of my questions. You've done it. You Yay. did it. And, um, you know, it's such a business with heart and it's been such a pleasure to actually chat to you and get to know the business a little bit more. Tell me about deliveries. If I'm in New South Wales or Melbourne or wherever I am, do you deliver Australia-wide? Yeah, so we do deliver Australia-wide and it's something that's taken a little while to get happening. We don't ship our mirrors. Um, we tried to, but it's difficult finding freight companies that look after your products, even with a million fragile stickers over it, it gets yeah. broken and we just can't get insurance for our mirrors. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you can definitely ship anything you like apart from our mirrors. There you go. TraderTrove.com.au everybody. If you are in need for some beautiful homewares and it's not just furniture and big things. I noticed there was some really beautiful, like there was a beautiful jug on there that I had my eye on today um, and there is obviously big furniture and beautiful pieces on there. So check it out, support community. And if you're a designer or a maker, you should get in touch with Lisa because you never know. You could be yes, on Yes, definitely. Yeah. yeah, I'd love to hear if there's any, like, emerging artists, makers, designers, please DM us. I'd love to hear your story. Oh, that's nice. That's so good. Thank you so much for joining us today. And Thank you. Um, you can watch this uh, again on, we have a podcast on Spotify now, so you can head to the Lifestyle Edit on Spotify and later on. So that's something to celebrate and um, that's it. And you can watch it via the Lifestyle Edit website, which is thelifestyleedit.com.au. That's it. Thank you so much. Pleasure, Lisa. So lovely to speak to you. Happy Thank Friday, you. everybody. Enjoy the weekend. Bye. Yes. Happy Friday. Bye. <laughs>